0: If you want to open up to Acts chapter 9, that's where we'll get started this morning. We'll be in Acts, the ninth chapter. It's really great seeing you guys today. Have many, many people who are here with us. We have several guests who are visiting with us. Really appreciate your presence. It's always a wonderful and beautiful thing when we can all worship together and glorify our great an awesome God. We're going to get started in Acts, the ninth chapter. Saul was sent slowly down the side of a wall in a basket as the entire Jewish community tried to kill him. Even though he was circumcised on the eighth day, even though he was from the tribe of in spite of the fact that he was from the stock of Israel and was a Hebrew of Hebrews, in spite of all of this, in spite of his wonderful. Son of encouragement loved Saul. He took Saul to the apostles. He told the apostles about Saul. This man is legit. This man is truly one of us. He saw this road to Damascus, he he heard the voice of God, he responded to the voice of God, he listened to the words of Ananias as he preached the gospel, he obeyed the gospel, he was baptized for the remission of his sins and soon as he was lifted out of that watery grave, he went about boldly and confidently preaching the word of God. Saul is a Christian. How did Barnabas know all this about Saul? He knew all To Saul. He accepted Saul. He loved Saul. And because Barnabas showed love to Saul, the apostles showed love to Saul. And because the apostles showed love to Saul, all of the brethren in Jerusalem began to love Saul. And I know this because the text says in Acts chapter 9, verse number 28, so Saul went in and out among them at Jerusalem preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. These brethren allowed him to go in and out among them. They accepted him as a part of the group. They listened to him teach. He was a part of the church in Jerusalem. They showed him a tremendous amount of love. And even when his life was at stake, they showed him love, support, and encouragement. Saul is preaching the gospel not only to Christians, but he is preaching the gospel to people outside of the body of Christ. The text says in verse 29 that he spoke and disputed against the Hellenists. These are Greek-speaking Jews. But they were seeking to kill him. These Hellenists are so upset. They are so enraged at the things that Saul is saying that they are trying to kill him. And when the brethren, when Saul's brothers and sisters in Christ in Jerusalem hear about this, When they hear about this plot to kill their fellow brother, they showed him love, so much love that the text says when the brothers learned this, verse 30, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. Oh, what love was shown to Saul when he joined the church in Jerusalem. Saul found love. But not only did he find love when he joined this church, he found leadership. When he joined this church in Jerusalem, he found a great deal of leadership. As soon as he entered into the the midst of these people, Barnabas takes him and he brings him to the apostles. The apostles were the spiritual leaders of the church during this time. They had the responsibility of protecting, of defending, of teaching, of supporting, and of shepherding the group of disciples in Jerusalem. All throughout the book of Acts, we see how it is the apostles who were the spiritual leaders of the church during this time. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 42, that great crowd who was saved on the day of Pentecost, they continued in the apostles' Teaching. In Acts chapter 4 and chapter 5, we learn how all of the brethren had things in common and they would lay down their proceeds at the apostles' feet. And it was in Acts chapter 6 when those Greek speaking Jewish women were being neglected in the daily distribution that matter was brought to the apostles. The apostles brought that matter to the church. And when the church selected those seven servants, it was the apostles who prayed for them. It was the apostles who laid their hands on them. The point is, all throughout the book of Acts, we see how the apostles were the spiritual leaders of the church during this time. And so, in Acts chapter 9, when you have this man who is trying to join this local church, Barnabas takes him to... The spiritual leaders, the men who are responsible for protecting the flock of God. And in Acts chapter 9, it is very apparent that by the counsel, by the recommendation, by the discretion, and by the will of those apostles, Saul was accepted into the flock. They trusted Saul because the apostles, the spiritual leaders of the church during this time, trusted him, and respected him as a fellow brother in Christ. When Saul joined the church in Jerusalem, he found love, he found leadership, and he also found an opportunity to labor among the flock. The text says, as soon as they accepted Saul into the midst, verse 28, he went in and out among them at Jerusalem, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. Saul didn't simply join this church so that he could find support, though he found it. He didn't simply join this church so that he could find love, though he found that too. Saul didn't join this church in Jerusalem so that he could sit back and chill and relax. No. He joined this church so that he could be busy in the kingdom of God, so that he could put his talents and his abilities to use to ultimately glorify God. He went about teaching and preaching among the saints, and we saw how he went teaching and preaching outside of the body of Christ. He was busy laboring in the kingdom of God. When he joined this church in Jerusalem, he found love, he found leadership, he was able to labor. And because of all of this, the church had life. The church thrived. In verse 31, the text says... So, the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up and walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. Because these brethren in Jerusalem showed love and support towards one another, because they had strong leadership, and because each and every individual member was busy laboring in the kingdom of God, not only did the local church in Jerusalem thrive, but the churches in Judea, Galilee, and Samaria all grew. They all had peace. They were all being built up. They were all walking in the fear of the Lord. In this passage, we see that wonderful, phenomenal things happen as a result of the local church. Tremendous things happen when men and women join themselves with a local church. And the first step to joining a local church is being a part of the universal church. When we first became Christians, when we first came up out of that watery grave of baptism, we were added to the church, the church of Christ. Acts chapter 2 and verse 48. When those 3,000 souls were saved on the day of Pentecost, They were added to the church, the body of Christ. The church that Christ built, Matthew chapter 16 and verse number 18. The church that was purchased with the blood of Jesus, Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. And the church that Christ is head over and the Savior of, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 22 and chapter 5 and verse 22. When we first become Christians, this is the church, the church saved of all time. We are added to the same church that those 3000 souls who were uh, baptized in Acts chapter 2 are a part of. We are a part of the same church that the Ethiopian eunuch is a part of. We're the same in the same church that the Philippian jailer is a part of. We are a part of the same church that Peter, Andrew, James and John are a part of. We are a part of the universal church of Christ that is made up of all baptized believers, all of the saved of all ages. And once we join this church, just as Saul did in Acts chapter 9 when he heard the gospel preached from Ananias, once we join this church, it is then in our best interest to join ourselves with a local church. In Acts chapter 9, after Saul became a Christian, he saw that it was in his best interest to join himself with a local church. That local church that met in Jerusalem. A local church is a group of believers who meet in a specific geographical location. We're all Christians who meet in the specific geographical location of Spring Hill, Tennessee. The Apostle Paul wrote many letters to brethren who lived in specific geographical locations. First and Second Corinthians was written to the local church in Corinth. In Ephesians, the Ephesian letter was written to the brethren in Ephesus. The Colossian letter was written to the local church in Colossae. In the Revelation, the Apostle John speaks of the seven churches, the seven local churches in Asia. All throughout Scripture, we see how there are local groups of baptized believers who meet in a specific geographical location. And once we become a Christian, it is in our best interest to join such a group. Because when we join such a group, phenomenal things happen. There are tremendous blessings that come as a result of being a member of a local church. Saul, when he joined that local church in Jerusalem, found love. When we join ourselves with the local church, we too will find love. Love is found in the local church. Love is the epitome of the church of Christ. All throughout Scripture, we see how Paul, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, is constantly reminding and encouraging Christians. He's constantly reminding and encouraging brethren within the local church to love one another. Romans chapter 12 and verse 10, he says, Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 25, he says to the church in Corinth, to have equal concern for one another. To the church in Galatia, he says, serve one another in love, carry each other's burdens. To the church in Ephesus, be patient with one another, bearing with one another in love. To the church in Philippi, consider others more significant than yourselves. To the church in Colossae, Bear with one another to the church in Thessalonica. Make your love increase and overflow for each other. Within the walls of a local church, we find a tremendous amount of love. Growing up, my mom always said, Don't nobody love you like your mama. And she was right. A mother has a very special love, care, and concern for her child that cannot be matched. In the same way, don't nobody love you like these people here at Rolling Hills? And please excuse my deliberate lack of grammar, but I'm trying to make a point. This world does not love you like the people here do. Your coworkers do not love you like the people here do. Your friends do not love you like the people here do. And some of you may even have family members who do not love you like the people here at Rolling Hills do. Because in the church, we find a type of love that is only outmatched by the love that God the Father has for His church. That's the type of relationship that we should have for one another And that is the type of relationship that God expects us to have within the walls of a local church. There are tremendous blessings that come as a result of being a part of a local church. And one of those blessings is love. But not only that, when we join ourselves with a local church, we find leadership. Saul found leadership when he joined that local church in Jerusalem. And when we join ourselves with a local church, we find leadership. We have elders. They're called bishops, pastors, overseers, shepherds. These are all different names that describe the work of a man who shepherds the flock of God. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 2. This is a man who is able to proclaim and defend the truth. This is a man who keeps watch over your soul. We are living in a very dark, difficult, and dismal world. We are living in a world that is full of sin and full of false teaching. We are living in a world that violently opposes godliness and Christianity. And it would be a terrible thing to go through life without having someone on this side of heaven who is keeping watch over your soul. To go through life in such a way would be just as those people in Mark chapter 6 and verse 4 were, those 5,000 souls who are like a sheep without a shepherd. That's what life is like without the leadership that is found in a local church. But thanks be to God, the Lord has blessed us here at Rolling Hills. The Lord has blessed us in this local church with three shepherds. Three men who have a responsibility to keep watch over your soul in this dark and difficult world. Tom Stevenson, David Tomley, and Woody McGee. These are our shepherds. We must pray for these men. Respect these men. Submit to them and go to them. Seek their counsel. Seek their wisdom. Seek their support. If you are struggling with something, go to them. Don't be afraid to go to them. God put him them here For a reason. They have a responsibility to make sure that you get to heaven. Use them for that. We are so blessed. We are tremendously blessed to have such godly men who are a part of this local congregation. And we must use them. There are wonderful, wonderful blessings that come when God's people join themselves with a local church. We find love, we find leadership, and we find an opportunity to be busy in the kingdom of God, working and laboring, not only within, but outside of the walls of this local church. When Saul joined that local church, he was busy preaching and teaching the kingdom of God. We must find something to do. All of us have a unique talent, and ability that will build up the kingdom of God. There are things that Jeff can do that Mark Grishkovich cannot do. There are things Mark Grishkovich cannot do that that Ryan Renz can do. There are things that Ryan can do that I cannot do. All of us have things that we can do, but we must be doing something. The Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 speaks of how the the body, the human body, is made up of many different members that all have different functions. But if you lack one member, the whole body fails. Likewise, the church, the local church, is one member made up of many different parts, and if we lack one part, the whole body fails. Therefore, all of us must find something to do. Don't sit back and wait on someone to serve you. Find an opportunity to serve. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 20 and verse 28 that he didn't come to this world to be served, but to serve. And that should be our attitude as well. We must find opportunities to work and to labor in the kingdom of God. And when all of God's children maximize their potential of service and work and maximize their abilities and talents For the greater good, not only will the local church have life, but the universal church will thrive. We will make a tremendous impact in this community, in this state, in this nation, and ultimately in this world. When all of God's children are busy shining their lights in this dark world, when all of us are being the salt of the earth, when all of us are going about boldly and confidently living for the Lord every single day, busy in his kingdom, the church will have a tremendous amount of life. If you're here this morning and you are not a Christian, that is your greatest concern. Your greatest concern should be whether you are right with God. God sent his son to this earth to suffer, to die, and to rise so that you may have life. In order to have that abundant life, you must obey the gospel. That requires hearing about Christ, how he came to this earth and he did those things for you. Believe that. If you believe that, then repent and turn away from your sins. Confess the name of Jesus and have your sins washed away in the watery grave of baptism. If you've done that before, but you've made mistakes and you've fallen away, you, you've not been walking for the Lord every single day, if that's the type of life that you are living, then make things right this morning. Repent and turn away from your sins. We can pray for you. We can encourage you. We can help you. That's what we are here for. That is what the local church is all about. If you're here uh, today and you are not a part of a local church, then we invite you to talk to our elders and, and try to make that happen because there are wonderful things that can happen when you are a part of a local group of Christians. If you're here this morning, you have any spiritual need that we can help you with, please come to the front while we stand and sing the song of invitation.